You're listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White and today I want to talk to you about some better what-ifs. A lot of coaches that I help get through their business challenges or even in their personal life seem to get held up by fears and it often shows up in the form of unhelpful what-if thoughts in my terminology. And I know what that's like because I totally used to be like that too. I used to think things like, what if I fail? What if people judge me? What if it doesn't work? What if I don't like it? And all those other sorts of limiting thoughts. Today, I want to show you what it sounds like when you problem solve and flip the what ifs. So there's two separate things I'm going to talk to you about today so that you can manage your fears, keep showing up each day and find more calmness and enjoyment in running your business and your life. Let's start with the first aspect that I mentioned, problem solving, unhelpful what ifs. Unhelpful what if thoughts happen when your brain latches onto an underlying fear or limiting belief. And those unhelpful what ifs are a problem because they often get amplified into terrible catastrophes. I'm sure you know what it's like. You wake up at three in the morning and you're worried about something and your brain starts on the what if train and many, many more come out and they get worse and worse and worse. Now, please know that although it's painful and scary, these what ifs that you have are just thinking habits. And you can change those just like any other unhelpful habit that you have in your life. Let's talk about how to do that now. Firstly, by problem solving those unhelpful what ifs. I'd like you to notice right now how you feel when you hear some of these helpful what ifs. I'm just going to talk through a few to get you thinking and I want you to notice how you feel. What if I launch and there's just crickets? What if nobody buys? What if I crumble and I feel like I'm put on the spot and I can't answer the questions? What if someone trolls me? What if I'm no good at this? What if I don't like it? You'll notice that I added some emphasis and intonation to make it sound just like that scaredy cat voice in your head. How did you feel listening to those? Do they help you to take action or do they block you, those what if thoughts? If I think like this, I feel miserable and defeated. And just to be clear, you can move into more positive statements which we'll get to in a minute, but it can be kind of interesting to answer the negative what-ifs. They're just questions after all. It's just your brain carrying on unmonitored in your head, taking control over your rational self. So this is a really interesting way to calm the farm, as one of my clients would say, to tame your brain and to really see what the actual problem is and if there's one at all. Let's look at problem solving this what if. What if you go to all this effort and you don't like it? Let's answer that question. If you were to problem solve that, well, you'd probably come up with a list of options. If you go to all this effort and you don't like it, one option is to go back to your old job or the way things were in your life. Another option is your, if your business has some traction is to sell it. 
another option and it might lead you down another path towards something more meaningful, something that you can't even conceive of right now because you haven't persisted for long enough or made the effort in the first place. So when you think of it like that, how much weight does that what if really have after you've analysed it and problem solved it? For me, if I problem solve that what if you go to all this effort and don't like it and I come up with a list of options, I feel like I've got plan B, plan C, plan D. I've got backup plans, which is super good. Here's another one. What if nobody buys? Great question. So what if nobody buys? What does that actually mean? Does it mean you suck? Probably not. It probably means that your offer isn't relevant or maybe it's not worded right. And that means you can go back to your audience and find out what they truly want and how they would describe it so you can get that copyright so it's more appealing. Or maybe the problem is that you don't have enough exposure so nobody's actually seeing that offer in the first place. And in any case, you can get help with both of those things. So as you can see, Thinking about and even better writing down all the what-ifs that are buzzing around in your head gives you the chance to problem-solve them and to take away their power. It's a really interesting exercise. Give it a go. I've done this with a lot of clients and that's why I'm raising it now because it's just so effective. I've had people come in and say, I'm really worried about such and such. And I say, what happens if that happens? And they go, oh, well, this will happen. And I say, well, then what happens? Ah, oh. and they tell me what the next thing is. And then I keep unpacking. And then what happens? And then what happens? And eventually they've gone through the whole drama and after four or five, then what happens? The end result normally isn't something too bad. I'm mentioning that because answering the question might not be enough. You might have to keep asking so what's next and then what? And what's the worst thing about that? And to keep going and going until you've got this really neutral answer. So problem solving might just take a few more steps. This is a really powerful tool and it's a great way to address the what ifs and diminish their power. But your computer hard drive, your brain, may still be wired to generate those what if statements. So in that sense, you kind of need to go back and rewrite the code. And that's where reframing or flipping comes in. And so I want to give you an experience of what's possible when you reframe these inner what-if statements and create some better what-ifs. As you listen to these, notice what happens in your body and mind. Notice your automatic reaction to these. What if Instagram was a place that you could have fun and connect with people? What if LinkedIn was a place to build professional contacts and find aligned clients and colleagues? What if professional photos are a way to highlight your strengths and your best bits and your personality so you could attract more clients more easily? What if email campaigns were an easy and effective way to connect with people that you love to be around and achieve significant transformations and goals with your help? What if the people in your niche felt intimidated by perfection and so much preferred you to be just three or four steps ahead of them and very authentic and real? What if writing was a hidden strength of yours that you could harness 
and use to grow your business? What if you could hire an online business manager to organize everything that you need to do online regularly, all the stuff that you don't like, so that you could just relax and stop sweating the small stuff? What if you only needed to work five hours a day to build your business and sleep soundly at night? What if people desperately needed and wanted the service that you want to sell and were so thankful and relieved when you finally launched your business? What if you didn't know what business is all about, but you were willing to keep going because you knew you'd figure it out eventually? What if you didn't have to try to please everybody and you only needed to work with the people that were really excited to be around you and that you had exceptional rapport with? What if all you had to do was to be really good at one thing and do that one thing well consistently? Reflect on those for a moment. How do you feel? How different do you feel compared to that first set of unhelpful what-ifs? As you can hopefully see, it's your brain that is your undoing. It's not the thing that you're trying to do that's the problem. It's your brain. And your work is to create a new habit. Firstly, a habit of problem solving to diminish the power of those unhelpful what-ifs. And secondly, a habit of reframing those unhelpful what-ifs so that you can rewrite your mental code and ultimately so that you can persist and learn to love your business and your life despite the unknowns. So you might be wondering, well, how often should you do this work? When should you do it? I would actually recommend a daily practice so that you can develop that regular habit of getting stuff out of your head rather than ruminating on it. Even just five minutes a day. Make it easy. Choose one what if that's come up for you in the day and then problem solve it and reframe it. Do both. Why not? Over time, you might reduce this to a few times a week, but I'd suggest starting more frequently and maintaining that for a while because it really does take persistence to break out of an unhelpful habit and to form a new one. And that regularity might be really helpful. By doing this, you will be diminishing the power of those what-ifs over your life and you'll be re rewriting your mental code. So just to wrap up today's episode, we looked at what ifs that come up and sabotage your best efforts on building a business. What ifs are things that you don't need, the unhelpful ones that is. And the key to get the what if monsters out of your head and into the real world is verbalizing them or writing them down and problem solving them and reframing them. And hopefully you've helped, really felt the effects of hearing the unhelpful and the better what ifs today. And you've got a sense of how it makes you feel, and then what actions may or may not be possible. Now you have a choice. You can do nothing, or you can start rewriting your mental code. Ultimately, your work is to develop a daily or a weekly practice that will help you break all of those unhelpful thinking habits and start getting traction in your business and in your life. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope that was helpful. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.